0: Hello and welcome to the Raising a Roman Helmick Circus podcast. I'm your host, Kyle.
1: And I'm Carrie.
0: And we're here with amateur bat maker, Matt Baker.
1: <laughs> and he's here with Zach Mabry, a man whose childhood was reported in the harrowing 1994 documentary, which I have definitely seen, Little Rascals.
0: How's it going, Carrie?
1: It's going pretty good. How's it going for you, Kyle? Oh,
2: it's so good over here.
0: Oh, I, I'm sorry. I <laughs> wasn't that's, asking you, Zach. That's that's uh, that's Zach. We're going to have to wait, wait a little bit for you, Zach. I just wanted to inform oh, everybody that, that I'm a lawyer, you know, and, and Zach is an accountant, so we both know how businesses work. <laughs> Yet, Zach failed to call dibs on the Roman Circus podcast, and so I beat him to the punch. <laughs> so, this is now the, the, the Raising a Roman Helmic Circus podcast. I hope you're all okay with that.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's legal under eminent domain. We're, we legally own the Roman Circus podcast
0: now. Yes, eminently. That's also a religious term. <laughs> Matt. So
1: how's it going,
0: Matt? How's it going?
3: Oh it's great. This is all going this is all going perfectly, exactly how I planned it. <laughs> how I had it in my in my mind. Uh hey Zach, you with us? Oh I am. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure we both didn't get booted from what has become our our only income stream. <laughs>
0: Well, you'll all oh, see no, a I, new I, redesign on the Patreon tiers in the coming days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the bottom tier will be support Zach and Matt as they try to start their new
2: podcast.
3: Oh, I see, because we're kicked off this one. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Best
2: no, that's not good. I'd have to start letting go of some of the staff. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
1: Layoffs mean, right at Christmas time. We're so heartless.
2: I'm imagining you're holding a really long staff right
0: now, Zach. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, with both hands. <laughs> Oh, it's so it's good! hit the hey,
1: floor with a crash and ruin the audio.
3: Does anyone want to tell them where they can find us on Twitter? Because that's usually what I do. I too. can do that. I okay. know it. You can right.
0: find us at at Roman Circus Pod. Yes, and you can find Hey It's Matt Baker at at Hey It's Matt Baker, <laughs> and you can find Zach Mabry at at Zach Mabry,
1: and a number of other ats.
0: There are other ats. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm on Twitter. What are you? I am at Mouse. Brilliant. And Carrie is?
1: I'm at Carrie Helmick.
3: Oh,
2: exactly your name. (laughs) All right. Yeah, no, that was great. Carrie and I uh, wanted it to be obvious who we were on Twitter, so we just used our names. We're the
1: professionals here.
2: I know, right?
0: Yeah, Matt and I didn't want to be found, so.
3: We also didn't want to be taken seriously as (laughs) adult people, apparently.
1: Did you actually try to get at Matt Baker?
3: No. No, I, for some reason I decided, I don't know why I decided at that. Well, I know I did because every, every time I would call someone on the phone or leave a message or just say, Hey, it's Matt Baker. So I say that over and over and over. So I decided to take that and people were like, Oh, that's a good one. So I just tried to scoop that up. I,
1: it is a good one.
3: Thank you.
0: I have Matt. Matt I, th- story. I think
3: what I, have I, I think everybody story. says,
0: <laughs> uh, go ahead, Zach. <laughs>
2: Well, I was, was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's how everybody identifies themselves on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey it's, hey, it's Zach Mabry. Hey, it's Barack Obama. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we all do that. Yeah, I
3: never claimed to be special. I just said that's how I noticed I did things.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're, if, if there's one thing we don't do here is claim to be special.
1: It's an in,
2: Everyman in, in podcast. In every, yeah. Right. So, Kyle, we're, tell your story
0: all right so every time that i was leaving a message i would say hell mickey mouse <laughs> and they never called me back which is perfect
2: <laughs> and well it's a good way to keep people from calling you back
0: yeah
1: and uh i used to be named carrie vandewally but then one day i got married and then i got twitter
3: that's yeah, so that's, that's right that's the story that's me. the
2: end of that chapter yep all right, so so did you did you change your last name to Helmick because it's Kyle's last name, or were there? I mean, what was your thought process for your <laughs> married last name? No,
1: I actually picked it independently before I met him.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, no, I did change it because um, I liked the idea of our whole family having the same podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> raising raising Helmick Vandewalle's just didn't have the same ring to it.
1: I like hyphenated names, but Vandewalle is just way too long to hyphenate with anything, so I dropped it. And
0: we tried that to combine sense. our names. We couldn't think of any good combinations that worked well together. Hell
1: Wally just sounded weird.
0: <laughs> Hell Wally, yeah.
1: And Vandewally is really alphabetically inferior, and I was tired of being at the bottom of mm. every list growing up in school.
0: Yeah, my mom's maiden name is Wilson, so same logic.
2: Brilliant. Yeah. So the Helmets are like, they're, you, the Helmets men are out rescuing women from being at the end of the alphabetical list. That's yeah. exactly right. Yep.
0: Right. We're, hoping, we're hoping that Rory can find a nice Zachary. <laughs>
2: As a last name. As a last name, <laughs> <laughs> I do know. A, I do know a family in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with the last name Zachary. So, I'll uh, I'll, I'll get their business cards. Excellent, thank you, Zach.
1: Actually, Rory's already betrothed.
3: Oh, what? Breaking news! Uh, yeah, oh, really? Rory
1: is actually betrothed to Caitlin of T with Tolkien's youngest child.
3: Oh, is, uh, Marigold. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay.
2: All
1: right. So, tell the uh, our deepest I apologies to, to be the like Zachary's.
2: I think it'd be cool to do a, like a, almost like fan fiction of all the Catholic Twitter children. (laughs) Go on. I don't know if you remember, there was like this fake blog called Surrey's Burn Book that was um, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes' daughter, Surrey Cruise. It was like the blog was written as if she was writing it when she was a kid. Uh, And uh, it was funny because there were like other celebrity babies who she liked and ones she didn't like. And she, it it was just interesting because it, you know. That's funny. Anyway, yeah. Okay.
3: Brilliant. Hey, uh, Zach. Larry's burn book. Zach, what's going on in the news? The Helmicks really want to hear some news.
2: Really want to hear some news. Well, um, you know, internationally, we'll we'll start there, and then we'll we'll zoom in. Um, <laughs> okay. Things are still pretty crazy in uh, in Republican-occupied France, mm-hmm. as the the Yellow Vest protesters are. Uh, are still just going to town,
3: right? This is like their fifth Saturday,
2: right? Oh, I hadn't counted, but you know that's interesting. Okay, um, five Saturdays. Hey, that's, we have an episode on the five Saturday devotion. Totally unrelated. Perfect. That's
1: one way to measure it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could also, also and then uh, say and then
2: just five just Fridays. up from France, or as uh, as we like to say in the business, North. Hmm. Um, in britain uh theresa may the prime minister was faced a a no confidence vote from her own party
3: yeah what do you say about that zach
2: well i mean you know i'm not a big fan of miss may but uh she did she did uh, come out ahead she got just enough votes to stay in so she'll continue to um lead britain through brexit and um it'll probably continue to be a, a disaster can exactly.
3: can you give us your big line about Theresa May and the vote of no
2: confidence? Oh, I was, yeah, I was trying to, to gin up support to vote against her. So I said, you know, a vote for Theresa May is a vote of no confidence. That's very good. It's a very good line. I'm very proud of you, Kyle. Were... I know it didn't, it didn't work. Oh, well, well, 117 uh, Tory MPs did vote against her and I, maybe it would have been less if I hadn't tweeted that you know yeah, I'm, I'm sure
3: i'm sure it would have
2: kyle what are you gonna say
0: zach i wanted to know what you what you place the odds of brexit happening at now what with what with benedict gumberbatch coming out with his uh his documentary
2: oh yeah oh yeah that's another thing so yeah the hbo um is doing a documentary about brexit which yeah like you said hasn't happened yet um i don't know i mean i was in i was actually in london for the brexit vote in 2016, mm-hmm. and what I could tell about the energy was that a lot of people were excited to vote leave, but they weren't necessarily um, running around screaming it because there were some dodgy characters on the leave side. Um, but there were a lot of like thoughtful Catholics on the leave side too. A lot of the the Catholics that I was listening to at the time that were British were were for it and were kind of explaining all these reasons why they were for it. But the, you know there were different groups. Um, it does seem like they want to try to do another referendum uh which I think the idea there is if they re-voted that remain would win. Right. Um but if it didn't that would be a, a pretty big disaster for the remain people. You know, if they if they lost twice. Sure. So what are the but, what are the odds on that? 30% I don't know. No, I mean, I, I think they're going to figure out they can't get around it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, everybody voted, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know what would be better than everybody voting? What M- monarchy, baby? Well, that's. I mean, that's what some people. I, I had, you know, <laughs> perhaps the queen steps in and is like, "No, the people already have spoken. You've right. got to do it." the The rumor was that the royal family was low key in favor of Brexit.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but okay, but Let's, with all due respect, we love the queen. She's great. She was great in The Crown. Looking forward to season 3. Um, right. What do they even do? <laughs> what do they even like they are they have like shouldn't they be able to do whatever they want and shouldn't
2: they decide what happens? Um, well, I mean, I think that's a good system. Sure. Um, but uh no that's not how it works at all okay you, you've got two you've got two components to you know how how the uk is set up uh, for the constitution you have um the dignified constitution and the efficient constitution okay right and so the dignified constitution is the you know the 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 sovereign um and then the efficient constitution is the uh, is the government okay elected by the people and so it's it is the dignified constitution that gives the legitimacy to the efficient constitution but ultimately they're the ones that make the rules so, gotcha yeah i mean i think there's cases where the the queen can step in but she's never done that okay all right Just love learn how much you learn when you come to this podcast
0: i really appreciate that zach thank you i feel smarter now yeah would learning you, a lot
3: would you say helmix would you say he just contributing edited into your life right now
1: I don't think I would say that, okay. no, Matt. Okay, thank you. <laughs> all
3: right, all right. So, so yeah,
2: with the with the honesty,
3: yeah, that's why we have them on for the sheer,
2: even if it hurts sometimes. Uh, okay, so is that the news? Matt's
1: looking really What's sad the, right now. I'm I feel bad. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, sad. I mean,
2: and then domestically, um, I don't even think there's that much going on in the United States for once, right? No, I, I think mean, we've I think we've been uh, we've been on hiatus for a little bit. Actually there's this really dumb story so the Affordable Care Act which is lovingly referred to as Obamacare was declared unconstitutional by a district judge in Texas yeah. um and that's that's going to be overturned like before the ink gets dried I'm sure but well, I don't know. Wait, but I'm not the legal person. Yeah, I was gonna tells
3: say, tells yeah, us. we have a we have a lawyer guy who knows lots of legal stuff.
0: Does this make me the official lawyer of the Roman Circus podcast?
3: I tried that once, we, and we I got defused on yeah. Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I can be I can be your legal commentator. I just can't give legal advice.
3: Okay, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, you're our talking
2: okay, guy. So pretend so we're so give Fox us our, give us some comments, but no advice.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here's my comment on what happened. in, was it was it Texas? Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna yes. be like two weeks maybe
3: before they overturn it
0: and there'll probably be an injunction before that that's my official prediction but other than that i know nothing about the case okay yeah i got i got i got nothing but
3: well to me it just seems like they can find a judge anywhere to do what they want regardless of what it is right so like well
0: (laughs) almost well sure
3: yeah like it but i mean the but it then they just throw it out but i think the I think the more goal, the goal is to cre- the buzz to create the headlines that a judge overturned something or other, right? Because people pay attention to that more than they do the idea that oh, he actually couldn't have done that.
1: Well, and this was specifically the individual mandate, right? It wasn't the entirety of Obamacare?
3: Right, that was kind of the main thing they were talking about.
1: As far as I understand it, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, but you know, it's the process. You just got to trust in the process, Matt.
2: <laughs> just trust. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. we spent all of 2017 learning that, in fact, the president has like nearly unchecked authority with immigration, and it was the same kind of thing where a judge strikes something down, and then you know, I don't know how these courts work, but basically, the bigger court steps in and says, "Actually, this is how this works." <laughs>
0: the the bigger court, Zach, is that how is there is there like the bigger the court you are, the like little you can like simply, Russian eat, nesting dolls, you basically can simply eat the smaller, court, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yes yeah why doesn't the the supreme court the largest of the courts because it has sour cream on it yes yeah well it just seemed like over and over again we kept being reminded no actually pretty much all the laws are set up so that in in such a way that the president has a lot of sway on immigration and my guess is they're going to be come back and say okay if you know if the affordable care act has i mean i don't know i'm assuming that the affordable care act is not going anywhere sure you would be right zach that's what. That's and open enrollment's still open, so if you haven't picked your plan, just go to healthcare.gov and and enroll.
0: Doesn't that cl- close? <laughs> Doesn't that close real soon, though? Isn't that like Monday or something?
2: Yeah, don't delay. I don't. I don't know I don't when know. it closes. But the other thing you can do, and this qualifies, is you can sign up for Catholic uh, Health Sharing. So oh you can go to like Solidarity Care, or any of those, and they're much more affordable, and you're kind of in in cahoots with other Catholics paying <laughs> medical bills and stuff in cahoots <laughs> you well,
1: can uh, but a lot of them don't accept pre-existing conditions is just something to know
2: oh yeah you kind of have to see if it works for you
1: it's kind of a neat system though a microcosm
0: of single payer isn't this what the Knights of Columbus do I'm just a convert so I don't really know <laughs> no they do the Knights of Columbus do like swords. pancake breakfast <laughs> yeah
3: right
2: <laughs> yeah well, that was a fantastic Pancakes news segment. are one segment. form of health Yes, and then, you know, more Trump things, but again, we, we just can't do this wall-to-wall Trump coverage. It gets uh, very exhausting.
3: Uh I see what you did there. Okay.
2: Oh, I didn't even mean that, but oh. that's funny. Okay, fair <laughs> enough.
3: Um, All right, so the as we all know, Christmas is next week. Uh, By the way, we're in the midst of Ember Days, so wednesday saturday and or friday and saturday of this week uh the week that this comes out are ember days so enjoy those do all the good fast and remember
2: and the Benets. rule for ember days do the do the helmets do you guys know the rules for ember days you
0: should only use ember against grass type pokemon
3: <laughs> did you get I, that i think Zach? that's true yeah uh, yeah yeah
2: it's believable yeah so on ember days um you would do fasting um which you know the rules for fasting are basically one one regular meal and then two small collations Mm -hmm. um and then on friday you would also do no meat but you can have meat at your regular meal on wednesday and saturday should you choose to eat meat
3: perfect all right um what we're going to do for this episode though, is since Christmas is next week, we're going to talk about Christmas traditions, uh, because we all have them, or at least I think we all have them, and I thought it would be fun to break them down. So um, I don't know who wants to I don't know who wants to start. It was kind of an open-ended thing, but um, so I'll go. One of the traditions we never had at Christmas was snow. Mm. growing up in phoenix like i've never had a white christmas right we have a we have a cabin an hour and a half outside of phoenix because we are very rich right we have multiple houses in many different locations uh just kidding we do have the cabin though so we have that gets snow but um we'd never really spend christmas up there it's uh so i it's just I don't know if it's always something I've wanted to have as a white Christmas or just in in theory, I like the idea of it, but yeah, we never, we never really had it. We just had plain old warm Phoenix Christmases.
1: Yeah. Neither did we growing up in Southern California. That's true.
3: I'm here at the Helmick family compound and you wouldn't have it either.
1: I always uh, read books though, and the children had snowy white Christmases and I felt pretty unseen.
3: Yeah. Did you, you, did you want, is that something you wanted?
1: Uh, I think I liked the idea of it sort of romantically, but mm-hmm. I also wanted to one day read a book about Christmas that wasn't snowy. Yeah. Somebody's Christmas out there had to be like mine.
3: Like Sarah and her perfectly mild tempered Christmas, something like that, like a book Yeah, like exactly. That.
1: Yeah. I would love to find that under the tree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, that really speaks to the importance of, um, of representation in the media, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> I, you know what? you joke but that really was what made it click for me as a kid
3: interesting yeah we like the idea. everything's of, a teaching moment right just the, <laughs> the idealized way we look at certain things yeah Kyle did you want a white christmas
0: you know i i was always just kind of okay with it but it was my mom who really wanted that yeah so we would we would close all the blinds on christmas so it would look like it was overcast outside <laughs> cuz it was always sunny sunny yeah. california and our favorite Christmas was like the one growing up where it rained.
3: Uh,
2: so it was just different, different yeah. than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What would we call this? Like frosty normative Christmas imagery?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, my uh my sister and I wrote a song called Let It Rain, which I am not going to sing, <laughs> but you can imagine what the lyrics were. It was just let it snow. But was it
2: Did you guys sell it to Hilary Duff? Is it like her song
0: about that? Yeah, I know. About the same to topic. Pay. You know that one? You'd have to pay thousands of dollars to, to have that played on the Roman Circus
2: podcast.
3: Yeah, yeah, true. Hillary Duff is tough. She oh, Duff is tough.
2: She comes after you. Zach, what about you? Oh, that's also in the news. Um, we're going back to the Not news. Not to just jump all around. Oh, I, I mean, I, I forgot to mention that apparently yeah. Hillary Duff has been sort of teasing the idea of a of a Lizzie McGuire reboot of sorts. What? So, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Um. But you know. I don't know what that would look like since she became an Italian pop star at the end of the, uh, at the end of the story. So, um, you know, you can't really just go back to, to normal after that. Not Weren't yet. you an Italian pop star, Kyle?
0: Only in my dreams, Zach.
2: Hey now. Yep.
3: Zach, what was your white Christmassy, uh, did you have white Christmas? Did you have like a
2: sloppy Tulsa Christmas? What's the deal? I think there was one or two times that there was actually snow on the ground Mm -hmm. on Christmas, which was kind of cool, I guess, just for like the sake of being able to say, oh, it's a white Christmas. Right. Um, But then also kind of dangerous because, you know, Tulsa wasn't super equipped for that because it it didn't snow that much. So there'd be all these people, you know, going to mass or or service uh, at night and the roads would be icy. So uh, I would I'd prefer not to have a white Christmas in in areas where they're not equipped for like everyday snow. Nebraska can handle a white Christmas. Texas and Oklahoma, not so much.
3: Okay. All right. Next question. Trees. Did we go with real trees or fake trees? Real. Real.
0: Yeah, I went, we had real trees as well.
2: Okay. I mean, our tree was always real, um, you know, technically speaking but it was the same tree and it didn't grow out of the ground um, but, <laughs>
0: but,
3: but it was real to you you had a tree living it was in
2: real house, to me Zach? we so did you know we'd bring it down from the attic every so often we, we upgraded to a pre-lit tree when i was <laughs> in middle school yeah would it just like so everything would just fold in with the
3: lights on the tree and you just put it away and then spring it out of the box when it needed to be sprung
2: yeah, and then put the ornaments on it. But you you spend time fluffing it. So when it comes out, you have to take all the branches and like bend them all different directions so that it it like fluffs out. Okay. Did, uh, it, did it's any, a whole you process. Guys ever
0: ever put the popcorn on your tree?
3: Oh no, we never did popcorn. I
0: tried that. Yeah, one year. Yeah, we never year. did that. I tried that one year when I was a kid, and I got like five five popcorns in, and I just <laughs> ate all the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is, this would be a lot more better in my mouth instead of on the tree
1: you know what i always liked was when you bring the real tree home and then your dad slices off the end so the stump can absorb the water and stay fresh longer and then you have this perfect little um at my preschool we call them tree cookies oh yeah i would would save those and treasure them until my mom found it and was like that's gross and sticky get rid of it
0: i did the same thing
3: well you can make ornaments you can make stuff out of those right yeah yeah
1: that's what Caitlin uses. I got
3: a, a real Caitlin. tree. Oh, okay.
2: I got a real tree for the first time in Dallas a couple years ago, and my favorite thing about it was after we after Christmas when we took the tree down around candlemass time, um, there were all the needles everywhere. And after I vacuumed them up, until I changed the vacuum bag, every time I would turn on the vacuum, it would like heat them up and it would smell all Christmassy again. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Because there was all this, all these pine needles in there or whatever they're called. That's what they're called. Yeah. But in my, in my family growing up, we always decorated the tree together. So like it would, it would be, you know, up and the lights and stuff, but there wouldn't be any ornaments on it until there was a time that all four of us could be home and, We'd turn on Christmas music and drink eggnog and decorate the Christmas tree together. Mm-hmm. that's that's nice. And then we we continued that and through college, like I'd have to go home one weekend and we we decorate together. So what day? Would it just day. be
3: whatever day you could, or did you pick like like a certain like Christmas Eve, or did you?
2: No, it was usually close to Thanksgiving. I think that's when we we started doing it. Was like the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Gotcha.
3: Yeah, I was back in Phoenix last weekend for. 24 hours and i helped my mom put the lights on the tree because everyone everyone else was like out of town or something or i don't know everyone else was gone and i was in town so my mom and i just did it and there we've always had the lights that play the music when you you can just make they're just lights or you can uh you know step on a button and they play christmas songs and the lights flash to them so that's always been a thing we had
0: that's very nice. That's amazing. What <laughs> what songs
2: would they Those play? Those little lights, they're not twinkling, Clark.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like jingle bells and uh Here Comes Santa Claus or something. I don't. Yeah. Angels We Have Heard on High, I think that that's one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I have a question oh, for like my favorite trads, which is our priest on a, a couple Sundays ago right. gave his uh annual scourging homily against any type of festivity during advent okay including decorating the tree he said it's okay to get a tree but you don't decorate it until christmas eve or maybe the day before
3: i'm I'm, what do you guys think about that i'm pretty squishy on that like i'm i'm okay with people decorating before but Mm -hmm. zach do you have are you gonna just bring the hammer down well
2: i mean no i I, i've heard different things because like i i didn't grow up Catholic. And so we didn't, I mean, we, we had Advent, but it wasn't, um, there weren't these things. What I've seen families, a lot of them do, they decorate their tree on Christmas Eve or, or they, they'll put things on, but they won't light it. But yeah, they keep the, people will put up the green stuff anytime from like the first Sunday of Advent on and on, but they won't, you know, light things up and make it festive until, until Christmas really comes in. Mm -hmm. Like until, you know, 24th or 25th. But a lot of them will also fast on the twenty fourth because that was what was always done. Interesting. Yeah, so they'll have like a fish dinner um, on the twenty fourth because they're abstaining from meat, and that's kind of a ancient thing. All right, but then you got to keep it up longer because, like in my family, the tree's gone before New Year's. In, in my growing up, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, people can't wait to ditch those trees. Right. And so, like the the families that I've met since going to Modern Day, their trees are up. You know, sometimes until you know February second for Candle Mass.
0: Yeah, I was I was just gonna say that my family usually keeps it up until around Groundhog's Day, but I guess Groundhog's Day is also Candle Mass.
3: Yeah, and the the groundhog peers his head out of the tree and lets you know whether to take it down or keep it up for six more weeks, right? If
0: He sees the candle's shadow. Yeah,
3: exactly that.
1: So we're, we're staying. I know
2: February second has so many names: Groundhog's Day, um, Candle Mass, Feast of the Purification, Feast of the Presentation. It's got it all. February second. <laughs> all right, Carrie, we, we're, isn't it? Isn't that <laughs> like a, a thing in Canada too? Do they have something on that day? I
3: don't know. We don't. We know, I just know <laughs> Boxing Day. <laughs> right. Bo- When's that? Boxing Day and Stanley Cup Finals, which they haven't won in like thirty years. But oh well. Boxing Day is the twenty sixth. Of December.
2: Oh, okay.
1: It's when all the upper class people would box up their Christmas leftovers to give to the help.
3: Is that really what it was? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it had to do with boxing the sport or boxing of boxes.
1: Yeah, it was real boxes back in the day, real boxes.
3: Wow. So they would just, they would, you know, force the help to be away from their families on Christmas and then give them all boxes of food the next day.
1: You know what? You you got to spend your holiday serving a bunch of rich, fancy folk their dinner, mm-hmm. all down to nabby style. But on the plus side, you do get some boxed up leftovers the next day.
2: And so it's impossible to tell if it's good or not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. we. It sounds very practical and charming.
3: Who are we to judge, right?
1: I have one more Christmas tree story, which is that this year um, my parents have their tree up, which is where we're staying. And uh, my dad was watering it meticulously, and he was using an empty wine bottle. <laughs> and Kyle observed that and walked right into the room. and, and Do you want to? Do you want to share what you said?
0: I said with the that, class. That tree's here for a good time, not a long
2: time. Oh man! <laughs>
1: <laughs> my mom was crying, laughing.
2: <laughs> uh, it's a good. That's a good dad joke. It's a joke between dads. It's
3: so good. Yeah, it's something, I'm surprised we even get it, Zach, because we're not dads, but we, we understand that there's humor in there.
0: That's a grace that dads give to non-dads. Okay,
3: thank you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's bestowed upon us. Um, so, like, is is Rory pretty into all this stuff, or like, how's, how's he doing with Christmas?
1: Um, he's really excited by the whole process of bringing a tree into the house. Mm. In fact, the other day he commented, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, I love it so much.
3: Really? Yeah. Wow. He would
1: heard someone singing the song, and he gave it a little remix.
3: Okay. Yeah. You you, you went Skrillex on that on that song.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's pretty enthusiastic.
3: Mm-hmm. That's pretty
2: awesome. We could he he could, he could call it the Hell Mix. Oh, the Hell with an XO. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah. If he becomes a DJ, he can he can use that name for a small fee to me.
1: DJ Hellmix. That actually sounds pretty uh, metal.
2: It does.
3: And who knows what music will be like by then. Nothing more metal than a a DJ. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, so we have that. Did anyone... Another thing we did, and we still do, uh, when my parents were married, my mom bought a bunch of little figurines for like a Christmas town, and she would get more. My dad would give her more each year to the point where she has too much town and not enough space. But we, when I was back, we were building up this Christmas town with like a schoolhouse and a, a train station and a normal house and like that, and you just put these figures all around. And then sometimes if you want to get real crazy, you buy the bagged snow, confetti snow, and put it everywhere, and that creates a giant mess, but, you know, it's the Christmas spirit. Did we have anything like that, or any like train sets? I know trains are like a big Christmas thing. Any of that stuff going on?
1: Uh, my family had the Fontanini Nativity that oh, Zach yeah. talked about a couple episodes ago.
3: Yeah, I, we have that too. I don't, I don't ever have it displayed, but I've been getting those things for years. So
1: it's a uh, really, really. A nice set because they look beautiful, but they're also made of plastic. And so Mm. kids can really go to town on them. (laughs) In fact, my sisters used to make little uh, videos of them doing and saying funny things.
3: That's pretty awesome. Yeah, That's a Christmas memory.
1: It is. Uh, I wish I could quote some of them, but they would make no sense. They wouldn't be funny to anybody else.
3: Hey, it fit right in on this podcast. Yeah. I'm talking about the Roman circus in general, not this one. This is perfect. This is going great so far. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle. Um,
0: So my family has a, like a wooden cutout set that we've been putting on our lawn since forever ago. Okay.
3: That's what I walked past when I walked in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We've had that for as long as I can remember. And we always have a recording of the, the, the scene in the, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas where Linus is explaining what Christmas is all about. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's been playing around Christmas time for as long as I can remember.
3: Okay. When do you So wait, is it playing like does it play every night? Can you walk up to it and tap it and it starts playing?
0: Yeah, no. So originally it was just on on repeat on a cassette player. Oh. Back, you know, your younger listeners might not know what a cassette player is, but right. they can look it up. Yeah. And uh our 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 Jewish neighbors were pretty cool with it. Interesting. <laughs> they never complained. Wow. But now it's on like a radio transmitter, so you tune into the right radio station. Oh, so
3: there that's why the sign says tune into like 98.1 or whatever it is.
1: It okay. sure is, Matt. It's that referring to the radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That
3: it's won't like... work for your listeners.
2: <laughs> yeah, Too far away. But Yeah. So just come. See, I love the Charlie Brown Christmas, but it does always kind of grit on my nerves, the misquote that linus makes have you guys caught this oh what's the misquote zach you're about to ruin it for everybody well no i think we even talked about this last year so when when linus is talking about when he's quoting scripture he says you know he ends it with uh saying glory to god in the highest and on earth peace goodwill towards men um which is which is not what is in scripture what scripture says is peace to men of goodwill oh are you sure that's not just a different translation zach well it it is but it's a flawed translation is the thing and so and it means something totally different Mm -hmm. so i'm always like as much as i love it i'm always like now remember you know just in your head just say the correct wording and then otherwise this is like the most charming thing that american culture has has like done in the last hundred years is the charlie brown christmas special right
3: someone i forget what i was listening to maybe were we talking about it someone said it was like the last overt christian act in popular media
2: in the past like and there hasn't been one since well i would say it kind of marks the end of the sort of protestant christian like dominance in america right is kind of what i think i was the one that mentioned this to you is that like after that uh it everything was like exclusively you know santa claus elves mm-hmm. reindeer like the 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 sort of end of the protestant dominance starts there
0: all because linus messed up that one line <laughs> yeah right
2: linus was the last wasp we can tie this into the ross dalvet yeah oh boy do we Just have kidding. to though zach <laughs> we, d- we don't we don't have to we won't even we won't even go there
3: um oh uh,
1: i mean it is very protestant to use your own interpretation of the bible am i right folks
3: yeah, yeah, good one. You're welcome back anytime if you want to make comments like that. Uh, yeah, it's probably the Coke Polar Bears is what I was going to say. They're the ones that really did it.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say they were the last Christian reference.
3: The, the <laughs> coked up Polar Bears. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're the last Christian ref- reference.
2: The Coke the Coke Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: The Coke Brothers Polar Bear Hour. Um, okay, Uh What about gifts? What do we? Let's see, memorable gifts. I'm in favor of gifts. Okay, good. We have one vote for gifts. (laughs) Gifts or gifts?
0: It's actually pronounced gifts. Gifts. Okay, that's a good. That's a good one. Uh,
3: Any memorable ones that you received or gave, or?
1: I remember when Christmas, I had fun googling just two things everyone on my list liked. Like I googled. Uh, Or actually, went to Etsy and searched Peter Pan Doctor Who, and then whatever (laughs) fan art came up, I bought that from my (laughs) friends.
0: Nice. Did you find something? Well, oh yeah. Peter Pan Doctor Who. That's the thing you all should know about Carrie is that she finds the best gifts. Gifts. I like
1: to think I'm okay.
0: Oh yeah, no. The strategy for my family at this point is I just let Carrie organically think of gifts for most of them, Mm -hmm. and then I just I just nab whoever's left around now. I go, okay, who did you not find something for somebody for?
1: It wasn't that, but it was similar. Matt's just showed me a picture of Peter Pan sitting on the TARDIS.
3: Uh Uh-huh.
1: I think it was a necklace. Oh, okay. um, That had an image of the kids flying, and then there was also the TARDIS in the air.
3: Interesting. Zach can't even see this, so this is pretty great podcasting (laughs) when the co-host can't even see what we're doing.
1: There's some pretty great uh, mash-up art out there, just saying.
3: Wow. I wouldn't even have thought to, to Google something like that.
1: <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. I mean, Christmas for all your friends is surely sorted now.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to just blast Peter Pan. Do- Zach, that's what you're getting. You're getting a picture of Tinkerbell inside the TARDIS. What does that mean to you? <laughs>
2: um,
3: what is the TARDIS? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what Doctor Who travels around in. It's the phone box. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen Doctor Who. I actually thought it was um, a medical show.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you really, Zach? Did you really make it to 2018 well, I g-
2: thinking Doctor Who was a medical show? It was a very recent realization. Like as I was like, oh, isn't it? Isn't it like you know, ER or uh, you know, Grey's Anatomy? Like, is this just like a, a medical drama? No. And then I found out, no, it's not. No, it's a lot
0: like it's a lot like Scrubs, actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm I'm a philistine, okay, what can I say? <laughs> great cultureless swine,
3: yeah, Zach, what about you with gifts what what is a memorable thing you gave to someone or a memorable
2: thing you received? um, let's see. my parents always put a lot of work into Christmas and so it was always a lot of really big memories um I think one of my favorite things one year they gave me a karaoke machine, oh wow, is this did that start your love for doing that one song karaoke every time
3: twist and shout
2: i i i have new songs i i've (laughs) i've expanded into new songs next time i go to one nostalgia tavern where we do our karaoke in dallas uh i'm gonna debut a new one but um yeah and you know recording and listening to myself talk i think that that first started with that little machine oh that's true i guess we're doing weird karaoke every week
0: kyle basically you know, my, my mom started the tradition of making me chocolate peanut butter cups like Reese's but like big ol' honkin. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Enough enough to give somebody diabetes.
3: Are any of those in the house currently? I'm sorry, I don't think
0: they are. Okay. Yeah <laughs> But they are they are to die for and I will just be in a sugar basically a sugar coma for the entirety of the Christmas season. Are they homemade?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, homemade.
1: Your mom's good at my mom makes homemade
2: uh Peanut butter cups, too. I'm, oh, I'm yeah? obsessed with them. And my, is so your my mom my now. mom? Do we have the same oh. mom, Zach? Okay, say your mom's first name on the count of three. One, two, three. Nancy. Zach's mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dang.
1: uh Kyle's mom is really good at making a lot of really traditional Christmas treats. She makes church windows, which are those chocolate marshmallow stained glass looking things whoa they're really good wow and she dips oreos in chocolate and puts them in little molds
3: but you're all such thin people it's blows my mind
1: only at christmas (laughs) time only only
0: christmas we eat strictly cabbage the rest of the year (laughs) Yeah,
2: not romaine my mom makes like christmas candy kind of like that like she makes you know Almond bark, peanut butter fudge, um, all these different, all these treats, and all the recipes for them are in this blue notebook, and when they moved two years ago, the blue notebook went missing. Oh. Oh, no. And I was like, Mom, it's 2017. Why was there only one copy of this? like, what what were you thinking yeah but then they did find it so the blue notebook was found and then i was like you need to go make a copy of of the blue notebook
1: and christmas was saved
2: exactly christmas was saved did they make a copy of it i'm gonna have to follow up with her on that
3: yeah they have to go digital everything's digital everything's in the cloud the other day my dad was like hey do you want a subscription so you can store store all your stuff on the cloud and i thought the roles were like reversed because my dad was asking me like i don't want to store anything i don't trust the cloud (laughs) i don't want to store anything on the cloud but yeah that's my story
0: yeah my my parents have a windows xp from like 2004 that has all their photos on it amazing yeah
3: i mean with fire yeah we uh does that is xp is that the one that that that's past the time where it told you it was now safe to shut off the computer, right? Remember that thing, like the thing would pop up. Yep. Yeah, Carrie remembers. Kyle's just looking at me, almost offended. I think I my no family idea.
1: used Windows long after yours did. Maybe, Maybe you had moved on like to Linux personally while I was still <laughs> using Windows.
0: <laughs> I vaguely remember DOS and then mm-hmm. it was two thousand. Okay. And then XP.
3: Okay. Fair enough. So everyone's my my mom, my mom and my cousins on my dad's side, the the girl cousins, they would always get together and make Christmas cookies. And they still do even though everyone's getting older and all I know is that results in me coming home and just having like a pile of Christmas cookies, just some of them are Some of them are nicely done, and some of them just have obscene amounts of frosting on it because they got a little ornery, right? A little rambunctious, (laughs) but, yeah. Wild cookies. Wild cookies.
1: My sisters just went to a cookie exchange and came home with a bunch of different cookies.
3: Oh, man, a cookie exchange sounds brilliant.
1: Yeah, everybody makes cookies, and then you uh, come home with more kinds than you started with.
3: Oh, that's, that's... It's perfect. All right. So for the Zach, sorry, you were going to say something.
2: Um, submarines. Yeah. Okay. Very good. That's something. I don't know. That is I something. Have okay. Uh. All right.
3: So there's a one married couple on the podcast right now. Um. So this is for you two. What is is there any special Carrie Kyle? christmas tradition that started after you got married that you didn't have before that you brought into the marriage that you started anew
1: um unfortunately not really because we've spent all our christmases coming back home uh to be with family Mm -hmm. especially once we had kids because the grandparents really want to be with the kids right so we spend i guess our tradition is spending the morning at my folks house and then we drive 20 minutes and spend the afternoon at kyle's house
3: okay
0: Yeah, this is possibly a good lesson for a lot of you uh, singles is that you kind of just assume that the the family traditions just sort of happen and you've really got to work at them. And if you're if you're flying across the country, like your tradition is is the long plane rides, really, because then it's just a rush to see everybody and try to get everything checked off your list before you're flying back.
3: Rory's like, my favorite tradition is the Houston airport. I love that place.
0: We did
1: want to start some traditions with him. Uh, One that we are kind of doing because my mom is spearheading it is she's wrapped a Christmas book for every day of Advent of her own collection, not like a brand new one. Yeah. But then he gets to unwrap one every night. That's cool. I was supposed to start it at home before we flew out and then he found my whole stash and unwrapped them all at once. (laughs) So we still have a little bit of uh, spiritual guidance to do about Advent.
3: It's alright, he's still under the age of reason, so we can give him yeah, a pass true. on that. If but, he was just a few years older, then we'd have to start slapping him on the wrist. I'm just kidding. Okay.
2: Well, <laughs> he- Wait, so can we can we get into controversy regarding Christmas now? Or, <laughs> I don't want to preempt Matt's questions. Okay. You're just itching to get into controversy. What do you got? I am. All right, so does Santa Claus come to the Helmick's house? Oh, yeah. Good question. Yeah, so
0: we're we're actually going to teach him that Santa Claus isn't real, but that the Easter bunny dresses up as Santa Claus (laughs) and delivers presents (laughs) in order to keep the magic alive.
3: I like it. It's a nice compromise.
1: We could use some antitrust on these holidays, I think.
3: (laughs) Yeah, the idea of a... A giant jolly man traveling around the world is ridiculous, but a giant bunny delivering eggs, that's that's perfectly right up our alley.
1: Kyle and I grew up with very different Santa Claus experiences. My mom said out of sheer uh, exhaustion, she just didn't put any effort into Santa, and we grew up just fine, knowing that it was a fun thing that some people wrote books about, but there was no traumatic reveal, and we liked it that way.
0: That's yeah. good. And, and we were the opposite. I believe I was 16 when I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real. And it was very traumatizing for me.
3: 16? Wait, sorry, Matt no. and
1: Zach, did you both know that? No. That Santa's not real?
3: Oh, no, yeah. sorry, what? Guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Zach, Zach, said, well, Zach said he had he, a major <laughs> announcement to tell me on this podcast. <laughs> so I, I'm just kind of assuming that was it.
2: It's actually never been addressed in my family directly. And so I, I still get gifts from Santa Claus, and I'm, I'm 28 years old.
1: Amazing! I really respect that. I respect that so much.
2: One thing my dad did. I still put cookies out for him. So I mean, I, I get this concept that he perhaps isn't literally a person, but um, it, it's never once come up in a family setting that it's not that you know, I mean, but I, I was 12 years old when I was told by a Sunday school teacher that Santa might not be a real person. Wow. I uh, I think I was like seven. I think something I vaguely remember being kind
3: of young and just having it, just whatever kid. It wasn't said like that. So
0: technically, Zach, as far as your parents know, you still believe in Santa Claus.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. We're not like a super over the top philosophical family, but you know, to us, it's it, you know, it's real in the sense of like you know. It's the spirit of it, yeah. like giving gifts and all that. So that's the thing; it's like it, it's a fun thing. So it's you know, so not that we're super meta about it, but you know, it's kind of like a, you know, it's real in your heart, right? Yeah,
3: my uh, the Baker family version of Santa Claus when we got older is my dad would if he got us a he would like assign gifts to be from people that we didn't know like. Did you ever watch Home Improvement? Yes. So if we got a, if he got, a, if he gave us a tool, he would say from Tim the Toolman Taylor. Mm. So it'd be like that, or if it was a thing that had to do with the Arizona Diamondbacks, it would be like from one of the players. So that was, and I think it actually still slightly continues to this day. That's the that's the Baker version of Santa Claus is just a myriad of figures marching through the home, leaving presents under the tree.
1: I remember one Christmas, my mom did the thing where um, she was assigned a family who was in need of uh, financial help to have Christmas presents, and so she bought gifts for all their kids and wrapped them, and I remember coming across the gifts, and it said, um, you know, to this child's name, love Santa, but it was in my mom's handwriting, and that kind of solidified for me the idea that Santa is something that we create for other people. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I don't ever remember believing, but that's a pivotal moment for me where I realized that if you want Santa, you got to put effort into it. Yeah. And I don't think (laughs) we don't have that kind of effort or energy in us. We're very (laughs) low-key parents.
2: You you get the Santa you deserve. Um, Oh, boy.
1: Well, that brings up...
2: No, I'm just kidding. My my parents do kind of like what yours do, Matt, um, but it's always from our pets. So, like, there would be gifts for family members, but from, you know, Charles or from Droopy or, or different pets that we've had <laughs> what over are, the years.
1: What are Charles and Droopy?
2: Well, so Droopy is dead, but Charles is the current living, the only living uh, canine in the Maybury family. Um, he's a Yorkshire Terrier. Uh, Droopy, I named him. His full name is actually Sir Charles. Um, Droopy was a basset hound. Droopy. Like a mm. A very strange basset hound because he was super hyperactive. And basset hounds are like supposed to just lay around all day. Um, Okay. Then we had a a mixed dog that was named Cece. And she just wandered into my mom's ceramic shop one day. And then we had her for like 12 years after that. (laughs) That poor family that lost their dog. Only to be taken. I know. I can't tell any more pet names or you guys will be able to, to... Hack into my accounts using my secret answers. <laughs> yeah. So, am um, I ready? These your are all the ones Zach, that do That aren't. Uh, right now. Yeah, these are all the ones that aren't used for backup identity identity verification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just need to know what the name of your high school.
1: Droopy loves Zach. That was too easy to guess.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Droopy loves Zach. Um, yeah, but um, we also get Charles gifts. Um, mm-hmm. You know, usually like a a bone that he likes and a sweater.
1: Does he like
2: the sweater? Um, he does. No, he'll like go. Get, he'll like want it on. Like he'll like. We can tell when uh-huh. he wants them put on. I guess because he gets cold, he's just sh- sitting there shivering. That's great. Yeah, he's a he's a very uh, regal dog, so he's very well behaved, and he does not like dogs who are not well behaved. And like he'll literally like look at you with this look that kind of says like, "Get me away from this animal." Mm-hmm. If you take him around dogs that that are. Badly behaved. It's it's pretty funny. He's a snob.
1: Charles sounds like me I don't know as where you a get child.
2: Like what? <laughs> Charles
1: sounds like me as a child. Oh
2: yeah, I say oh yeah, like oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. We all remember that.
3: <laughs> we all remember. Kay. This
2: year we have chickens. My parents are raising chickens now, and so uh, I don't know if we'll be getting gifts from from the chickens. My mom calls them the girls, and my dad calls them the ladies. So I don't know <laughs> if the ladies slash girls. Are giving us presents other than eggs
3: (laughs) (laughs) but it feeds you so really it's the best present of all
2: yeah no i was asking because probably about half or more of the families at my parish uh santa claus does not come to their house on christmas eve okay so and it's uh it's like it's just not mentioned one
3: one family it's like a um, one family once i heard they're like yeah we don't lie to our child i was like all right well that's i i get it That kind of hit my ears kind of hard Mm-hmm. But it kind of
2: was Yeah and I was like harsh. Every parent lies to their child So Yeah um, I, I don't believe it But Right
1: My yeah. mom had some friends I always
2: relate though. Sorry Carrie What
3: were you saying?
1: <laughs> My mom knew some people Who would go around uh, Making sure everybody knew that If you mix up all the letters in Santa It spells Satan Right Uh, So you gotta watch out for that I guess
0: mm-hmm. I go around telling everybody If you mix up all the letters in God
2: You get dog <laughs> yeah,
3: So you gotta watch out These things you gotta watch out for <laughs> You never know when they sneak yeah, up on you. It's
2: super, super important. I always relate to Santa Claus just because like you know he really likes cookies and and milk and I like cookies and milk. Mm-hmm. But then also he works really hard one day a year.
1: <laughs>
2: right. Yeah.
3: That's how it goes. Not you. You're an accountant. You're entering the busy season.
2: Yeah. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to like, get hit by a, a commercial vehicle and get a large settlement to mm-hmm. skip busy season this year. But, but so far, um, I've made it across the street safely, Well, the, despite my best efforts.
3: The perfect part, I don't know if they have this in Dallas, but in L.A., they, all the buses have accidentes on them. So you have a number to call for a lawyer right when you get hit by the bus. So it all kind of works out. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: They planned that really well.
2: That's they one reason really I'm did. for public yeah. transportation. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Um, all right, anything else we, before we get way long, before this becomes like a, uh, I don't know, like a episode of Hardcore History or something?
2: Weren't the helmets going to carol for us? Yeah. <laughs> You're not paying
0: us enough. I'm sorry.
3: I know. You should have seen the fee they charged me to walk through the threshold of their home. It was exorbitant. I don't know. <laughs> Exorbitant. I'm
0: just, I'm just really excited for Saint of the Week. Are we doing that, Matt? Oh yeah, let's
3: do Saint of the Week. Thanks, Kyle. You teed it up. They uh, having other people here really pulls back the curtain on the. Oh no, I need a Saint of the Week. Whereas I furiously scroll through things trying to find one right before we record.
0: He's got all these, all these big books in front of him right now, and mm-hmm. uh, he's just flipping through them. Yeah, are you gonna be able to edit the sound out of those those pages? R- turning? Just
3: ripping my hair out. Thomas Sweetie. the Apostle. Thomas the Apostle is the Thomas same. Thomas the, the Apostle. All right, so we had another candidate, but I was kind of uh, unsure about that one, not because the other candidate didn't seem great, but uh, yeah. So Thomas the Apostle, doubting Thomas. We we all know this person. We've heard of him. Um, but I, what I didn't know because I'm not smart on these things, but he was. He was the apostle that traveled to present-day India. Did you know that, Zach?
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I know a lot of Indians, so. Did he go there to curry favor? Ha. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Yellow light on that one. (laughs) Not a red light, but yellow light. All right.
3: Well, we have to proceed with caution. December 21st is his feast day. Uh, patron saint of India, patron saint of Sri Lanka. He is he's known for obviously placing his finger in the side of Christ and uh, saying he he won't believe until he has seen. So that's why they call him Doubting Thomas. Uh, we okay, Zach? You got to help me on this one because you seem to know more about him. But uh, he's called Didymus, which means the twin. Did he have a twin?
2: Well, it, it would seem as if he did, mm-hmm. based on the fact that he's called Didymus. Okay, I
3: just didn't know. I couldn't. I couldn't see anything here. I didn't know if he had like a. But if you, if you're one of the apostles and you're a saint, and you didn't like, be, if you're a twin and you didn't become that, then you probably just want to stay out of the headlines because anything you do is probably just an extreme disappointment. I don't know.
2: Well, now I'm now I'm wondering about this. Yeah. So he has a twin. Dude, this is like an evil twin. It could be.
3: This is uh, this is the whole new. When when we go to the four hour daily show in a few months, we're gonna have a lot of content we need to fill. So we're gonna we'll uh, we'll go into things like this.
1: We'll just log on and read aloud Wikipedia articles.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Carrie, please. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, that's what we that's what we do here. Um. Okay, yeah. So that's that's Saint Thomas, patron patron saint to India. And uh, you know how he died, Zach? How? Uh, he was allegedly killed in seventy two A D. That's how it says he died. I don't know how he was died. Well, he was martyred. I mean, they were all martyred. Yeah, he was
2: martyred. Yeah.
0: I gotta I gotta ask you guys real quick: Is Stack Exchange considered to be? A official church teaching document? I'm not sure, but what do you got? According to Stack Exchange, nobody knows who his brother was. Ooh. Dun dun dun. Mystery. This
3: is oh I this seems like a good screenplay for he had like a he absorbed his brother or something and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he he ate his twin in the womb. He ate his twin in the womb, exactly. All right. Well that's the that's the Christmas traditions with the podcast the The Hellmix podcast. This was fun, guys. Thank you for coming on the show with yeah, us. Thanks for thanks for coming on. You check out their podcast called Raising Hellmix. It's a wonderful every now and then podcast about what's going on in their lives.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us on. This was really fun.
3: Oh, thank you. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, where
2: can people find you yeah. guys?
3: Hell, Mickey Mouse. He said it.
2: So you've got, so on Twitter at Hell Mickey Mouse and at Carrie Helmick.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you Google Raising Helmick, you'll find the podcast. And we're on iTunes.
2: Okay. And we don't care if you listen on Spotify.
0: <laughs> Go listen on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. Or on your RSS reading device. But uh,
1: don't give us any ratings.
0: RSS. We don't want, we don't you, want ratings. You don't They're want ratings. I know. Rate. We tried to rate Roman Circus podcast and it took me like 20 minutes.
3: Yeah yeah one of our oh, one yeah. of our listeners was messaging me one night saying that she had tried for like an hour to rate the podcast and it but it finally came through but yeah if you if you go if you are on the Roman circus iTunes page, just scroll down and you guys are i think are on there too as like people who listen to this also listen to this
0: yeah there's oh. like an elite list of podcasts right it's a pretty nice list I'm pretty proud of it
2: mhm yeah. It's great. It, it's probably tough just with all the traffic trying to raid us, you know, to get through. <laughs> exactly. Um, so
0: many
3: emails to answer. So, yeah, it's so many... good that you
2: persevere. Yeah.
3: All right, gang. Well, uh, we will see everybody next week for our exciting Christmas show. And uh, yeah, we have some good stuff in store for that one. And uh, we will talk to you all later on.
2: See ya.
1: Bye.